I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ed, Ed. Yeah, hi. We gotta go kidnap a baby. (laughs) We gotta go grab a baby. Wait, what? After we've gotten the baby, we gotta go to the United States of America. We've gotta go to the White House. What? And steal the, the, the independence. What? The Declaration of Independence. What? And then after that, we need to stay away from bees. Because bees are the most terrifying thing in the universe. What? <laughs> and lastly, we need to make sure you don't say what because you're going into a higher octave than the human ear can hear. What? <laughs> Welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, the only show where Sandro loses his voice saying what? And you lose our audience through intros. I lose my voice, you lose the audience. (laughs) Boom, teamwork. It is the podcast where we watch movies from 1987 in the order that they came out in, and there's so many, we've done so many this year, but thankfully, Mm. Zach, my name is Sandro, and your name is Zach, and I can actually say, this is the best one we've done this year so far. Uh... Episode or movie? Because the episode's going downhill fast. Oh, I, the episode's not very good, but the movie's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the movie was definitely really good. I was surprised, because it's like, ah, Nick Cage, Nick Cage, he's done he's done a few good ones, but he's done a majority not, you know? <laughs> so so I, was, I was in for a dime a dozen, but we got, we got a dozen. Yeah. We got more than a dozen. We got a plentiful bunch. A- one could quadruplet. Say. Quadruplet. We got a lot of babies. There's a lot. And and this movie was really good. I really enjoyed this one. This was yeah. surprising. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, yeah, you haven't seen this before. That's right. No. No. I've never seen this before. I have seen this before, and it's great. I don't know if it's my favorite Nick Cage movie. Mm. Uh, I think Vampire's Kiss is still the best because mm. he spells out the alphabet in a scene that goes on for way too long. Um, yeah. But- yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but yep. this is a very funny one. It's very good. And it's also so wholesome and not at the same time. Yeah. That is, that's the thing. It's wholesome and not. Yeah. It's like not wholesome at all in places, but it is wholesome. It is very wholesome. It is wholesome. For some reason, I remembered that Nathan Jr. I must have like misremembered this because for the last time I watched this, for some reason, I picked up on the fact that Nathan Jr. was magic. And then rewatching this, I was like, no, that's not a part of the movie at all. I must have just put that in my hair. What? He's magic? Yeah, like, people look at the baby and go, oh, it's magic. And they, like, get, like, hypnotized by the baby or something. That's not in this movie. Maybe I confused this with another movie. I'm not sure. Yeah, that sounds like you definitely confused it with another movie. There's some other movie where that happens. And you're like, oh, nope, they're the same movie. (laughs) They're the same movie. This happens in the same one. They're not at all. They're not at all. I thought maybe you were like, it's magic that he he lives through being toppled off a car, like, twice. That is, yes, that is definitely magic. But that's more movie magic, not baby magic. I don't know. Are they really any different? 
<laughs> no, not really, when you think about it. When you think about it. If you think about it. Oh, dear. But yeah, it was really good. And Nick Cage is great. And the, the the two guys that go out of the come out of the mud. Yeah. Ah, are great. Ah. <laughs> the Collar brothers are great. Love it. Yep. It's it's just a it's just a fantastic movie. The best one we've done this year so far. Oh I think. Unbelievably hands down. <laughs> this the, the, I think this is the first one we've done this that's had like a positive rating. Like, above 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm, the Kindred had a positive rating, and... Oh, yeah, wait, we did, we did, uh, no, we did Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Oh, that yeah. was pretty good. That was yeah. a pretty good film. Okay, I gotta, I gotta give it to that one. That was a pretty yeah, good Yeah, that film. one's pretty good, but it's not Raising Arizona. Yeah, this one's, they, they, they if they had Nicolas Cage in, uh... <laughs> As Freddy? Yes! Oh, yes, Ooh. that's what I want. I thought he would just be fighting Freddy. And Freddy would be like, choking him, he's going, ah! <laughs> I can't sleep! At some point, he just has a mental breakdown because he can't sleep. Because yep. if he sleeps, Freddy's going to get him. So he's Freddy's just like, I can't sleep! <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that. And he just has a major freakout, and then he runs around and he, like, bashes things in. Yeah. That's kind of like that movie Mandy he did, where um, there's a scene where he completely obliterates a guy and then says, That was for my sweater! Yes. <laughs> or something. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we get into the movie uh, properly, we do have to say, Dead Dad Club on Patreon. New episode out on Wednesday. We don't know what it is about yet. We haven't done the poll as of recording, but there will be a poll, and you can vote. Although we probably recorded it by the time this is out. I don't know. What do you think we're going to do for this episode? Sorority mm, babes? I'm I'm going to use my, my psychic powers of future seeing. Mm. Even though, at this point, if we had recorded them properly in order, we would know. But I'm going to use my psychic powers. We're going to watch... Ooh. Ooh. We're going to watch Sesame Street the movie. <laughs> oh, God. No. Why would you say that? Why would you? <laughs> that would be great. That would be a great bonus episode. A Sesame Street movie. Is or, there even a um... Sesame Street movie? Surely there is. Yeah, there, there is a Sesame Street movie. Just Google it. You'll see it. Sesame Street Presents. Follow that bird. Yes. I can't remember what happens in it, but I've seen it. Well, now that you've said it, we have to do it at some point, even if it is on Wednesday or not. <laughs> or the Wiggles movie. <laughs> the Thomas the Tank Engine movie. Oh, oh Magic Railroad. Slap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Magic Railroad slaps. Bum, bum, bum. Um, there was a Bob the Builder movie that came out like a month ago. We could do that. No, I refuse. <laughs> I also. It's all animated. Blah. Anyway. Uh, you had a bunch of movies to pick this week, and you picked this one. Hey, that's how the show works. Practical effects, yeah. Animation, bah. Okay. Uh, thankfully, there weren't any animated options uh, this week. The other options were... Down Twisted, a naive waitress gets in trouble when she agrees to help out her roommate. This somehow ends up in her having to run away from mercenaries. Well, that does sound convoluted. It didn't have Nick Cage. Uh, there was Heat. A dangerous man is very good at using edged weapons. He works as a bodyguard and he probably has to just kill a bunch of people. It's probably just one of those movies. There's lots of killing. Sounds pretty hot. 
Ha. Comedy. Tin Men is a movie about two rival Alumiami side... <laughs> I can't do it, seriously. <laughs> because what you try to say is... <laughs> two rival Alumium uh, salesmen... <laughs> Yep. <laughs> who will do anything to make a sale. Danny DeVito is in it. Oh. We're making fun of that because in Australia we say aluminium, but in America they say aluminum. And obviously our podcast is more popular in America. So we didn't know which one to say. So we said both. Aluminium. 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 Sounds like that scene from Finding Nemo. Where they're yeah. Trying to say. yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie, that movie also would have been good. I was very tempted to pick that one. Yeah, and then also the big one as well, probably even bigger than this week's movie, is Evil Dead 2 also came mm. out this week. The classic, probably the best horror comedy at this mm. point, maybe, in cinema history. I'm not sure. It's a very, very good one. It's very funny. There was a lot of good choices this week. Yeah. I chose the one with Cage in it, and I have zero <laughs> regrets. Uh, as it might be apparent, I'm a big fan of the Cage Boy. What do you mean? That's not his voice. I can't do a good Nick Cage voice. It's very hard to do. I did it before, didn't I? I was doing one. It was a Nick Cage. You gotta do a slightly raspy. <sighs> I've gotta steal a baby. You just gotta think about stealing the independence. And then suddenly you're Nick yeah. Cage. But the voice he did in this movie was a little bit like this as well. So you kind of got to include... It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because in a lot of his later movies, he doesn't even bother. He can just <laughs> put on his own voice and people love it. So now you got to do him like he doing like an accent like. That's more like it. There, there we go. Yeah, gotta go steal a baby. We're gonna go steal a baby. <laughs> steal a baby for my wife. Because we want to have a, a good old, a happy little family. That's right. See, it's a little bit like Forrest Gump. Just a little bit. You're, 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 you're sounding a little bit more like Forrest Gump. Yeah, I'm going more for Forrest Gump. <laughs> Especially if you say it like, Gump, Gump, Gump. Alright. This movie was released March 13th. It is written, produced, directed by the Coen brothers doing their usual thing. We've done Mm. one of their movies before, The Hudsucker Proxy. I think that was in our first, like, ten episodes. Mm. So probably don't go back to it, but we did an episode on it. Yeah, we did. Keep that voice for the rest of this credit section. Uh, Oh, I will. Nicolas Cage plays High. Great character's name. His actual name's Herbert, but we call him High. It's great, because I can remember High, because you you just think about weed, and then then you can remember his name. I was going to say more hello, but that also works. Nah, nah, nah. You just have a mental image of of smoking a a doogie (laughs) whenever you think of Nick Cage. Because that's, that's, that's what you have to do to watch a Nitch Cage yeah, movie, yeah. you know? And that, that way I could remember his name, because I was high the whole time. Let's have a look here. This is probably his earliest movie that got, like, lots of people being like, Nicolas Cage is pretty funny. Because before this, he did a lot of serious movies. Mm. And then, yeah, one year after this, he did Vampire's Kiss, which is hilarious and kind of set the standard for him being ridiculous. We need to watch that movie at some point. That's a good movie. Maybe we'll be doing that one on the Patreon if people voted for it. Uh, Alongside him, no, alongside him is Holly Hunter, who plays Ed. She's Elastigirl from The Incredibles. Ah, is she? I don't remember those movies. Um, they're good. They're, they're both pretty good. They're the same movie, but they're both good. Good films, good films. They're both very, very good. Sorry, good films. 
Yeehaw! Holly Hunter actually got an Oscar nomination for Best Actress for a film that she did in 87 called Broadcast News that we won't do an episode on, but I saw it and yep. I can't remember it. Cool. That's my review of that film. Hey, look, she's she's a good actor. I like her as Helen. Uh, John Goodman and William Forsyth are the two prison buddies. Ah! Ah! They yell a lot. I wrote down that quote. Yeah. I've got down the whole thing. Yeah, um, they they were a good bunch of goons that mm. ran around and lost the baby twice somehow. <laughs> no man left behind is one of the... No man left behind! Uh, yeah, they're great. And then also, uh, Frances McDormand is in this. She plays Dot. She's the mother of eight monstrous little children. Yeah. Uh, and she's very funny. She doesn't get much time, unfortunately, in the movie. No. She's only in the, like, the first bit. But she is uh, fantastic. And then also, Randall Tex Cobb, the professional boxer himself from Ace Ventura, Naked Gun, <laughs> Police Academy 4, we've got that to look forward to. He plays the apocalyptic biker, Randall Smalls. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a surprisingly serious character. <laughs> he, he does, I have not seen him as a serious character in a long time. Yeah, he's all, he, he always does comedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very over the top, and it's great. I remember the first time I watched the movie and he shows up, and I went, what? Yes. What is this? Yes. It was the perfect Nick Cage villain. Mm. Just over the top, just released from hell. And also, they've got the same tattoo as well. I don't know if you noticed, yes. but on the rewatch, I, did, I was like, I they've did got the notice, same tattoo. I did notice it on his yeah. chest and on that guy's arm. And I wonder what the... the mm. What did that mean? Maybe they're brothers? I don't know. They might be brothers, yeah. Because I think at some point Randall mentions that he was stolen as a baby. Yes. So, yeah, maybe it's like a lost brother or something. Yeah, Which yeah. Which is cool. Oh, sugar, honey, iced tea, I just had an epiphany. What? Because at some point they say, when you're a, like a stolen child or whatever, or, or something about... On those lines, you have a bad connection to your parents or something. Your parents don't love you. What's that one? Oh, no. If you don't breastfeed, that was it. You don't have a good connection to your parents and you end up in jail. That was a line of the movie, yeah. So it might be because he was kidnapped, he turned out bad because he didn't breastfeed. (laughs) And that's why... And they're brothers. And even though... Yeah. So Which is why Nick... Cage turned out to be the good guy and he turned out to be the bad guy. It's all to do with breastfeeding. It's it's all connected. Wow. Incredible. (laughs) What a movie. Well, uh, small details like that landed this movie with 81% on Rotten Tomatoes and an audience score of 85. Surely it's higher than that. I thought it was 90%. Oh yeah, 91. What did I say? You said 80. I think you said 80 for both of them. No, no, no. It was 91. Yeah, 91 yeah. critics, 85 audience, which is An very impressive good. score. Mm. Yes. Well done. Mm. It is also listed in a bunch of top 100 comedies of all time. As it should be. As it should be. This cost $2 million to make. What do you think it uh, it made in the world ish wide box office uh it made i want to i want to say hi i'm gonna go hi 86 oh overshot okay 30 mil 30 mil which off a 2 million budget makes it the coen brothers most profitable movie ever (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> they don't really make money makers. No, no. They just make good films, unlike a lot of other places. Yeah, there's two taglines. You you got to pick your favorite one. Okay. This is, of course, according to IMDb as well. A comedy mm. beyond belief. No, not feeling that one. Not particularly good. I could believe this one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we just watched it. It's a very believable film. That's what makes it so great. It's not like an Avatar 2. I can't believe that that movie will ever be released. Ha <laughs> Shots fired. Their lawless years are behind them. Their child-rearing years lay ahead. <laughs> Still pretty bad. <laughs> They're bad ones. Yeah, these ones hurt. Oh. Man, these sucks. Let's jump into the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. It opens up with a montage with some narration. Now, Zach, you don't like narration in movies. You've said this many times before. I just think it's very overused. And so when it happens, it's very obvious. And I I roll my eyes a little bit. I go, ah, narration. Show, don't tell. Other noises. Re! Reviewing. Movies. Re! (laughs) Tropes. This is why we don't watch movies together anymore, because you are constantly making these noises and it's very distracting. Yeah, look, it's I can't I I get kicked out of cinema nowadays. <laughs> you I can't do. yeah. I'm five five minutes into the film and the security guards like come, Sir, you're not allowed to screech in the background. <laughs> if you can't stop screeching, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. I like the narration here though. Yeah. And the narration's better because it doesn't feel like it's explaining things to you, it's telling you things. Which is a very fine line, and most movies nowadays go into the, the, like, the sort of explaining things rather than telling them. Yeah. And that I don't like. When I feel like I'm being explained to, I've mentioned this before, but I hate it when, when movies dumb it down. Now, not to date when we're recording the episode, but I just watched the first episode of Superman and Lois, the brand new Superman mm. TV show. Hey, you could have watched that 10 years into the future. They'll never know. <laughs> I mean, it didn't just come out today. <laughs> Dating the episode. Yeah. Um, but there is a scene in there where the villain is like, Superman, you can't see me because I'm standing in lead. The one thing you can't see through. Also, kryptonite is your one weakness. Like, this is almost word for Ooh. word a scene. Ooh. And it's stuff like that where I'm just like, this is terrible. Yeah, that's painful. Oh, that hurts. Um, but you just saying that, haha, I am standing behind lead, the thing you cannot see through. Ooh. It's like, yeah, I think he Ooh. would know that. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, not great. Thankfully, there's none of this in the movie. It's more like, when I was arrested, I I saw someone and my eyes did open up and they were like, woohoo! That's not at all what happened. Wow. What? Kind of gives you. What fan fiction did you write? Uh, In this one, it's less. I like it when they talk about other people, when they talk about themselves. I've definitely noticed it, it can be a bit snooze fest. But he's talking about Ed and his situation yeah. and stuff like that, you know. So it's a bit, it's good. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I'm all right. But anyway, what does happen in this opening montage? We go da 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 da, getting stuck in prison. Da 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 da, want to bang Ed. Da 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 da, stuck in prison again. Da 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 da, released for a third time. Da 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 da, gets put in jail again. Da 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 da, and gets married to Ed. Da 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 da, I'm not a bad guy anymore. Da 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 da, going clean and straight, but. Work 
is like prison. Ah, Ooh. that was a good scene. <sighs> that was a good scene. Yeah. Where he's like, work is the same as prison. Uh, yeah, so he's a crook. He is a criminal who loves robbing convenience stores with mm. uh, a gun loaded with blanks, so technically it's not armed robbery. Yes, that's great. That's great that he's just done all these robberies. He just does it over and over again, and he keeps doing it with blanks so that they can't charge him with a higher charge because yeah. he was never intending to, like, kill... Because it's not, like, an armed robbery or something like that. Uh, some some technical thing like that, so he gets a lighter sentence when he gets caught. Yep. And we, it's a great montage because we see him get arrested three times. Yes. And each three times, uh, he, he, he meets up with Ed... Mm. who's taking his picture and doing his fingerprints and doing all the police work. Yeah. And they have a good chat, and uh, High's, High's, High's like, damn, this Ed lady, she, she'd be fine. Yeah. So he's, he tells that to Ed. And Ed's like, well, thank you so much. Nope. Again, wrong voice. Anyway, they get married, as you mentioned. Um, yeah. And then the movie does begin. There's one really funny scene, I wrote it down, where he's at a parole meeting. Oh, yeah. He he always gets released with parole yeah. afterwards, which is very funny because it's like, you know, you wouldn't lie to us or anything. And he's like, no, sir. Nope. <laughs> yeah, what happens is they say, you aren't just telling us what we want to hear, are you? And Nick Cage's response is, no, sir, I'm not. But we want to hear that you're going to do better out there. Oh, well, then I guess I am just going to have to tell you what you want to hear. Damn it, how we told you not to do that. <laughs> yes, that was good. That was good. <laughs> and then they always finish uh, with, uh, it's like, sir, you're not going to lie. You're not going to cheat. You're going to be a good man. He's like, yeah. And then they go, okay, then. <laughs> And then it's like, okay then, and he's released again. And then for the third time, it's like, okay then. I like the end of that when he gets uh, married with Ed, and the, uh, the 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 priest is like, okay then, oh, yeah. <laughs> to consummate their marriage. <laughs> that was very funny. That was good. That was good. It's great. But now he's on the straight and narrow. He's got yeah. married. He's got a job. They're banging a lot because they they want a baby. They want baby. But then. Ed, she finds out that she is barren and cannot yes. have babies. They can't adopt either because he's got quite a checkered past. So they're both very sad. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was a very sad turn of events that mm. just popped into the movie. I was like, oh, that's really sad. And what would you do? And what would you do if this happened to you? Wow, that's a very deep question. All of a sudden, to spring on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well. Uh, so I, I can't adopt a baby. No, because you've been in jail lots and lots of times. He pulls up the paper and there's just, there's <laughs> lists of all these yeah. times he's been arrested. Even though my wife is a decorated cop, it doesn't yeah. matter apparently. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, I know I've been arrested a bunch of times, but she's like a good cop, kind of evens out, don't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 she's a decorated <laughs> cop, so yeah. That's great. And then, uh... All right, I'll make it easier. But, uh, you see on TV that yep. this very famous uh, wife of a businessman, the Arizona mm. family, uh, she has just had quintuplets. Ooh, Does that make your decision easier as to what you would do in this scenario? Well, I was, I was at a loss because I can't adopt. No. Can't have my own baby. What am I going to do? But then... If they have like lots of babies, right? Mm-hmm. That's 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 like more than they can even handle. That's that's like five babies. It's a lot of babies. 
that's a lot of babies. Maybe maybe if one one just little little scamper, little scampered off and and disappeared by accident, you yeah. know, they'd get upset. But but you know, maybe maybe they don't need all all five of them. Maybe maybe I could you know grab a little baby for myself, pick a little baby off the tree, <laughs> grab one of the babies, yeah. Yeah, for the little apple that fell off the tree, gotta take that back to my house. That's what they that's what they do. That is what Ed and Hi do. So they they're like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna kidnap a baby. That was Forrest Gump. That was not that was Forrest Gump right there. Baby. A baby. And I am I'm not ashamed to say baby like that. Life is like a crib of babies. <laughs> Never know how they're going to turn out. <laughs> no, you never know what you're going to get. Because they don't know which baby they got. Because they're all... <laughs> they don't know which baby. That blew my mind, thinking about it. Yeah. Because you wouldn't know which baby was which, wouldn't you? Unless you kept specific track, right? You'd have to make sure to put, like, in the first off, the right cribs. Yeah. At the very start. At any point during, like, the first three years, if you mix them up, they're going to have the wrong name for life. That's crazy to me. It's like they've parent-trapped themselves, but with none of the benefits. Yes. <laughs> right. I don't know what the benefits are, like getting your parents back together. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean... <laughs> there we go. But that is a funny part of it, where they steal one of the babies, and then, and every mm. time the stolen baby is referred to, the dad is always like, well, I think it's Nathan Jr., <laughs> but <laughs> yes. I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This scene, I I had to mention this scene because it's it's very silly. It it it's long. I don't know what happened. He comes in to kidnap a baby, but then like puts them aside. I guess he's deciding which baby is the best baby to take. I, I don't know. And the, the babies are like they're pulling pranks as well because at one point one of them sees that he's like lying down and the baby's like mm, I'm gonna jump on top of him <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they what? do babies and pranksters <laughs> what, is, what is happening it's very Nick Cage oh yeah it's very Nick Cage just like and the parents are downstairs hearing the babies thumping and it's like wow uh, babies seem to be getting restless tonight it's excellent uh, it's so funny um so we have some shenanigans it's very slapstick uh, this was borderlining on my, my slapstick radar. Here's the thing. Because I don't like slapstick by itself. And this is what I've no. discovered. And, and that was my issue with Radioland Murders, I remember, was it was just slapstick. I, don't, I think you definitely didn't like it for how much slapstick was in it. But this is the right amount for me. I, I was thinking, because I quite liked Radio Mur- uh, Land Murders, and mm. I quite liked this, yet this was very slapstick, but I've stated before that I don't like slapstick, so yeah. I was very confused. <laughs> but I figured it out. It's slapstick, just slapstick. Right. And that's the only substance of your movie that I hate. But you don't hate Mr. Bean, though. No, I think there's some great audiovisual jokes and yeah, other things. Yeah, there are, yeah, there are a like, few. Like, one of my favourite scenes is where um, the TV only works because he's naked. He needs to be naked. <laughs> yeah. And he has to repeatedly take off his clothes. Is that slapstick? No, I think that's just a sort of funny joke. That's more sketchy. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could have slapstick, but it also has to have, like, a solid joke or whatever. Like, you could say when he drives a car on top of his car... 
that's sort of slapsticky, but also sort yeah. of just like a joke and humory. Yeah, know? yeah, it's a mix of the two. I need a, I need a blend of it. I can't have raw slapstick. And there's 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 a certain type of dumb slapstick. It's kind of like Mr. Bean versus Baby's Day Out. There's the clever yes. stuff. And then there's the, this is just dumb slapstick. Yeah, where... it's like, oh, the baby stood on a thing and then it, it, it shot up a plank and hit the guy's balls. Wow, hilarious. Yeah, so funny. Whereas the Mr. Bean, it's like, oh, he didn't leave the car brake on. So his car, um, you know, rolls down a hill and then it causes this big chain of events. Yeah. But then the car, like you know, gets picked up by a lorry and then brought around and then just parks right where he left it as he turns around or whatever. Yeah. You know, that sort of cleverness. Yeah. yeah. Where he didn't even notice it because he was doing that sort of... That, I like that sort of thing. Yeah, that one know. is good. So, eventually, he takes one of the, the babies, which is probably Nathan Jr., brings it down to the car... And while they're driving home, uh, like him and Ed with the baby, she just starts crying. I love him so much, huh? That's the thing. It's very realistic, the characters. I feel like they, they feel real, which, like, I don't know, in, like, another movie, Baby's Day Out, perhaps, they mm. all felt unreal and unrealistic and bad. It's a live-action cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live-action cartoons suck. I hate those. I, I don't like them either. Although Space Jam. Space Jam's pretty good. I would I would argue that's a live action cartoon. That's just a cartoon. It's a mixture of both. Yeah, yeah, but it's still got cartoons. That's the thing. Whereas in Baby's Day Out, there is no point to the cartoony shenanigans. It's just cartoony <laughs> cartoony shenanigans because pe- kids like cartoons. Yes. What I'm saying is Space Jam is an intelligent masterpiece of cool. pure innovation. <laughs> I mean, it's good, kind of, I, I guess. Have you seen it recently? I've, yes, about okay. four months ago. Oh, wow. Okay. I saw it very recently. It was pretty funny. Yeah, you it. saw it way more recently. <laughs> wow, okay. All right, I'm going to step down. I was like, the second one's coming out? Oh, got to gotta get me some more Space Jam. That's very fair. That's very fair. That second one, Patreon, will probably review it. So they've got the kid, and then we cut to prison, uh, where High's old cellmates, John Goodman and Forsyth, are rising from the mud yep. outside the prison. And to quote, <laughs> It goes on for like two minutes. It's so good. It's so good. Thing. It's. Uh, I know that this movie came out before Shawshank, but this feels like a parody of Shawshank. This moment. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize it came out before. I thought they were legitimately parodying that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I thought it was a parody. Huh. I mean, I'm sure there's some Prison Break movies that they are parodying. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where they they you know do the whole scream at the sky when they escape sort of thing. But yeah, they uh, they both steal a car, go over to High and Ed's house, and High is like, "It's my friends." That what was that? That was British. <laughs> <laughs> it's my friends. It is. Is uh is uh my friends from prison? They is they just out from prisons? Yeah. And Ed's like, "Oh, they look like a couple right geezers, don't they?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, don't be so harsh on them. They just die of prison there. <laughs> Why? Why you have to be such a uh, such a a rude 
C word. <laughs> it's like it's it's not the right accent to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. And they and they're like, oh, you mongrel, why are you trying to kick me out of here? Fresh from prison, we did. We just escaped into a bit of sewer. We smell a little bit, whatever, you know. It's a donkey. What? We're here in the. Hmm. So they're staying over at their house. <laughs> Impressions on point. We're so good at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're staying at the the house, and the wife's like, "Hey, we're on the straight and narrow. I don't like these two staying here." And he's like, "Oh, we'll just have them in for a few days. It'll yeah. be fine." Meanwhile, they're like, hmm, why do you have a welcome home baby sign? That seems weird. Why aren't you breastfeeding? That was that party as well, which comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why aren't you breastfeeding? Oh, hey, on the news, someone just stole (laughs) a baby. Mm. Oh, I need to mention, because yes, on the news, there's interviews with Nathan Arizona. And every single time he signs off from an interview, he's like, yes. and also my kid may be missing, but business as usual down in Arizona, furnishings come over for the best price of my name ain't Nathan Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a salesman. Yes. That's what he has. He has an advertisement. He does also say the line, whoever took the baby better watch their butts. <laughs> yeah. Nick Cage dream time. Yes, yeah, so he has a little snuzz while uh, his friends are in the other room making a huge mess, by the way. Very, very disrespectful. They are. Not as bad as the uh, the kids that we see later on, but pretty bad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, those kids were worse. I hate them. Those two characters. The mum, uh, the boss dad. Yep. And the kids. They're all just... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I've, like, I've known kids like that i've known kids like that and it just like it hits home yeah that scene where you're like yeah kids can be all anyway the 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 dream what's he dreaming about well he's having a little snooze and then he sees something (gasps) something horrifying he's having a nightmare it's a creature from hell itself Mm. riding on metal fury burning its way across across the land with grenades strapped to his waist, two shotguns on his back, and a face covered in soot. He hates everything natural. We see as he throws a grenade at a rabbit. Yeah, yeah. The innocent, the more he hates it. <laughs> it's just... He's smoking a big old cigar. We see mm. we see pretty much uh, the Ghost Rider, mm. if it was uh, the Punisher. The Punisher and Ghost Rider sort of yeah. fused into one being. Yes. And he is on the trail of the two guys who have escaped from prison because he's got a feeling that's going to lead him to the bear bear. Then we get the scene, which is Frances McDormand and her husband coming over. The husband is, of course, uh, the boss of the place where Nick Cage works. They've got a large family. Uh, all the kids are Satan incarnate, apparently. And we get, yeah, and we we get this super long scene where they're over at Edna High's house. The kids are wreaking havoc and the dad is just dropping dad jokes on Nick Cage. Yeah, this is, this is definitely like an advocate of like the worst, they are the worst people in this film. Mm. They're worse than the hunter evil dude who's meant to be, he, blow, he blows up rabbits with grenades. They're worse than that. Yeah. They show you, they destroy their family. 
they're, they're very toxic. And it just goes to show, you know, maybe, maybe you know, the worst things are the most proper ones. Yeah. Even, even the two guys from prison are less, you know... They're not as... Yeah, toxic. they're a little bit more... Resp- I mean, they're still leaving beer cans everywhere. But they yeah, are, look, you know, writing fart on the wall with crayons. Yeah, and so. breaking things actively and then trying to split up the family almost on purpose. You yeah. Know? They do steal the baby, which isn't good. But you could say that, uh, what's his face? The the boss guy. Mm. He he tries to tell the authorities about the baby. Yeah. So, you know, it, I think it's equal uh, blame for that one. So, uh, what's its face? The, the mum keeps telling Ed all these things she needs to do to protect her baby. She's gotta get the dip tip. Gotta get the dip tip. Which is driving Ed insane. Yes. Because of all these things they need for their baby. Meanwhile, the dad's doing all the jokes, which hurt, hurt to listen to. There was one which was kind of funny, which was, um, well, I guess that joke I just told you, there's a reason they call it a way homer, because you get it on the way home. And Nick Cage is like, but I'm already home. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's just good. Oh, yeah, Nick Cage is having the worst time. Oh, my God. Kids are destroying his wife is going insane. Yeah. So he has an outside chat. He needs to leave. So he's like, oh, man, I'm beginning to think this whole parenthood thing was a bad idea, you know? His boss is like, hey, you know what I've got for a suggestion for you? How about you do what we're doing? We're swingers. I want to bang your wife. (laughs) And High's like, nope, just punches him. As he should, honestly. What a dick. And I like how that then leads into the boss showing up outside the house a couple days later and being like, I know you stole the kid, I know all this stuff, da 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 And then that leads to John Goodman and his friend overhearing and then they steal the baby. Everything happens yes. for a reason. And I love it when everything happens for a reason. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Reason is good. Exactly. Chaos is good, but only when it's when it's conformed to reason. Speaking of chaos, the action sequence. Yes. Wowee. <laughs> so we have John Goodman, Nick Cage fighting it out one on one. We have John Goodman. He's got the size advantage, but Nick Cage is a wily, unpredictable fella. Yes. As he, as he, as they're whacking it out, Nick Cage pulls some big punches, big punches, mm. as he's got big daddy energy. But unfortunately, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You like that? Mm, um, like is the wrong word. Uh, there is another <laughs> strong word that I feel towards it, but let's just say like. Let's just say horny. Like. Sure. But uh, <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, as he does, he lifts up his After giving a big punch to um, Goodman's stomach, he's about to do the double-handed, like, clobber, but he bumps his hand into, like, the sharp glass of the light bulb mm. up ahead, and he goes, ah! And then John Goodman takes the advantage, and he slams into him. And we have some big daddy-on-daddy action, you know, oh, as, oh. <laughs> as he slams him against the wall. <laughs> What did he grab from the, the cupboard? Was it a Toblerone or something? It was something like that. Yeah, he just punches through a cupboard and grabs something. It might be a candlestick. Is it a candlestick? I, I have no idea what it was. I, I don't, don't think it was important. Anyway, they find it out. Uh, eventually, Cage ends up on his back, and they just spin around and around while Cage is holding on to John Goodman's cheeks. Yeah. You just see him going, ah! 
It's the perfect, like, all the action sequences in this movie are the perfect blend between very well thought out and choreographed action and just chaotic slapstick. It's the perfect yes. middle ground and it's, it's, it's glorious. It's very good. The slapstick part, not so much a fan of, but because it's well choreographed and it's action scene, the fun with it. It's yeah. Good. There was a scene earlier that we didn't mention, which is uh, Nick Cage running through a shopping mall and all this crazy stuff was happening. It goes on for like 10 minutes. And again, everything happens for a reason. It's like mm. he runs past a dog and then the the dog runs away, gets other dogs and all it all like culminates. Yeah, we should probably mention that. So at one point they... Uh... They go out to get uh, toilet paper. Mm, relatable. And Nick Cage, uh, instead of buying the toilet paper, decides to rob the convenience store because they stop at a convenience store. And, of course, the wife just freaks out. She's like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. son of a bitch. And then she drives off. As she drives off and he's like, no. And then the cops come and he has to run from the cops and the shop clerk that pulls out a gun. All, of the, all of the shop owners in this sequence of shotguns. Like the guy yes. behind the desk at the larger shopping mall he goes to as well also just has a shotgun. It's great. There's this uh, like lady that they bump into. She has a gun. She's... There's, there's an old lady running around with a, a shopping cart that yes. rams a policeman at some point. It's just chaos, and he's running through uh, these backyards, and there's, like, mm. a dog. But eventually, he, he gets back to uh, the wife's car as she turns around for, for him after hearing some shots. That is a very impressive action sequence that, yeah, definitely needs to be mentioned. It's excellent stuff. But back to the story. Uh, they have tied up Nick Cage to a chair. They've defeated him. He's tied up to a chair. And, uh, and the two prison lads have stolen the baby. And they're going to go and rob a bank. So uh, they do what they said they were planning to do, which was they go to rob the bank when all the farmers cash in their checks and stuff. Yes. Makes sense. But the problem is they leave the baby on the roof of the car and drive off when they're going to the bank. Uh, and they, they're just screaming and they're like, ah, as they turn around the car and drive all the way back. And so, yeah, they go to the bank and then realise, well, now we've got to rob the bank with the baby as well. Very funny scene where they walk in and John Goodman's like, everyone freeze, everyone on the ground. And this smart-ass farmer man is like, well, which one do you want? <laughs> yeah. I can't exactly freeze if you're also telling me to get on the ground because you told me to freeze. <laughs> That's great. Which uh, throws him completely off tilt and he... Um, one of them says his name, I think. He's, um, <laughs> yes. And he's like, don't say my name, you idiot. But it's okay, because we're using code names. <laughs> yes. Oh, and they also go, oh no, where did all the, the tellers go? And then they're like, we're down here on the ground, like you told us to be. Because <laughs> yes. behind the desk. <laughs> it's like, ah. Uh. It's very funny. And they get all the money, but there is an ink bomb inside one of the bags of money. Yes, so the, 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 the Teller's Planet Ink Bomb. A classic, yeah. classic thing to do. So they drive off with the money. They've left the baby on the top of the car again, though. The, the baby's on the ground. And as they realise, and they head back towards the bank to get the baby again, the ink bomb goes off. There's explosions. They're covered in ink. And... Ed and Hi are there. They just happened to be driving past them at that time. And they're like, oh, it's them. Yes. Where's the baby? They tell them where the baby is. And then they go off towards the bank. They're like, please take us with you. 
We need to get our baby back. <laughs> Everybody wants this baby at any point. And so they're driving back towards the bank to get the baby, but they see that the baby is in the middle of the road, but between them going towards the baby, but also the biker on the other side of the road is also driving a little bit faster and picks up the baby first. And then he also throws a grenade in their car just to, you know, make sure. Yeah, 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 you know. Just to rub it in that he's stealing their baby. He just blows up their car. Yeah. Very rude. Yeah, the action sequence here is pretty fun. I believe the uh, Ed runs up to to the motorbike as he's turning around to try and run Cage over. And she's like, give back my baby. Yes. And so he chases her on a, in a motorbike through the bank. Yes, which was cool. That was cool. I think I think one of the tellers tells her to get down. Yeah, she walks in and one of the tellers is like, you better get down on the ground, miss. <laughs> yeah. <you're... laughs> or something. And then I think Nick Cage, something happened. How does he get off the bike? How does he get kicked off uh, the bike? Uh, Nick Cage has got a plank and he holds it out in front of the bike. and that. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. He does the classic thing and then the guy gets knocked yeah, yeah, off yeah. his bike. And then they have a bit of a melee fight. Yes. Uh, which is where um, I, th- I think he grabs him by the neck, right, and holds him up. The biker, he grabs Cage by the neck and holds him up. And then Nick Cage is just sort of scrabbling on him and he manages to open up his, his jacket and we see they've got matching tattoos, mm. which I don't know what that means. <laughs> Not sure. The guy throws him off at that point, pulls out his two shotguns, and Nick Cage raises his hands to defend himself from the shotguns. And we see on one of Nick Cage's finger... Yes. Uh, ...one of the pins for the grenades that is strapped to the yeah. bad guy's chest. And he's like, uh-oh. And Nick Cage is like, mouths, sorry. <laughs> yes, he is. Which is... Yeah. The biker seems really upset by this. He's like, oh... Oh no. It's quite funny. And then he blows up, he's obliterated. Uh and uh we see after the explosion the little the little booties, the little baby booties that he must have been kidnapped in. Yeah. They they fly and <laughs> land on the ground next to one of his boots, his blown off boots. It's very sad. It's very sad. And uh and so with all this chaos having ended now. Ed and High, they take the baby back to the Arizona home and they try to sneakily put the baby back where it belongs. But Nathan is there, the dad, and he's like, well, have you come to return my son? Is that what this weird way to do it? Using a ladder mm. to climb in through the window to, to return the son. It could just come through the front door. Yeah, that's true. I guess the idea was that they were trying to leave the baby... Because they didn't want the reward, right? If they yeah. wanted the reward, they would go through the front door. Yeah. But what they did was they, they came through the ladder that they came through. Because, you know, that... And they wanted to leave the baby and, like, sneak out. Mm. You know? Don't cause any trouble. Yeah, but he finds them. And he realises pretty quickly who they are. Yeah, yeah. So first, he he's like, oh, how did you get the baby? And they explain that they killed the motorbike guy. Mm. And he's like, oh, cool. But then he sees them looking at the baby. Uh, Nick Cage puts his arm around her and they're like, look like mm. a happy family. And he's like, mm, you guys stole the baby originally, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> yes. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, well, well, no, no harm, no foul sort of thing. Yeah, he lets them go, which is nice. Yeah, I think it was a great ending to the film where it's like, well, you didn't actually cause any harm in the end. Yeah. Return the baby and you don't want the money, so... No harm, no foul. I won't call the cops. Um, 
could leave the way you came though. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You gotta leave the way you came. Which is great. And then the movie ends with Nick Cage that night. He's sleeping and he's dreaming about uh the prison lads going back to prison <laughs> because they've realized mm. that they need to be uh to be educated a little bit more before they're out in the real world, which is very funny. Mm. Nick Cage's dreams are apparently prophetic. Yes. Yeah, he dreams into the future. Well, I mean, he did He did see the bad guy before, so we know the they're dream. real, right? Yeah, so we their know dreams for a are fact real. his dreams are real, which means all of the things that happen here are things that canonically happened in the movie. Exactly. Which makes me very happy, because it's a very happy ending. Yeah, because we see that he's grown older with, uh, with Ed and... I've got a bunch of grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the scenes of um, Junior mm-hmm. as he's growing up because they send him on Christmas like a football. Yeah. As a random present. And then later on we see him as like a football jockey winning a game, you know. That was, that was really good. Because Nick Cage is like, he's about football, so he wanted to teach his son football. But, so they sent him a football and then that influenced them. They, mm. they put a little influence and now he's really into football, which is really good. Oh, it's a nice ending. Oh, it's wholesome. It's a very wholesome ending. And like we see in the future, they're old and they have lots of kids and, grandkids, of kids and grandkids. Which means eventually, uh, I think one of them said it. Yeah, the guy at the end, he's like, we'll just wait for medicine to catch up. Yes. That's what we did. And we had like five, five kids. Exactly. Yeah. So that's probably what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So presumably that's what happened. And they managed to have kids and yeah. lived happily ever after. And that is the, yeah, end. the end of the movie. I really enjoyed this. I think it's great. So it is a goodie for me, but also I think it's on the level of dead dad for me. It's on that level. Mm. It's like the same as something like Gremlins for me. I think it's excellent. But that's mm. just, it's got to be unanimous. So I'm just putting it out there. Potential dead dad, but also definitely a goodie. Uh, what do you think? Well, I definitely think it's a goodie. It's obviously a goodie. Like, mm. There's no question of that. And I definitely think it deserves some award. But are we going to do Dead Dad? Oh, well, that's the thing. Is Last year we did Where Is Ron Jeremy for the Better Than the Goody Award. And that was a terrible award and I hated that. <laughs> that was a really bad one. I don't know why we did that. <laughs> so do we call Better Than a Goody this year something different? Good Porridge? <laughs> do, we, do we give it the, the Good, good Porridge, porridge Award? award? <laughs> yeah, this is a Good Porridge. <laughs> All right, it gets the Good Porridge Award. <laughs> Yeah! Good porridge award! You know, there wasn't any porridge, but the kids... Oh, no! We can say that the the, the guys who were running away uh, with the baby, the two prisoners, they mm. bought baby food mm. for the baby, and that could be porridge. Probably a bit too chunky for a child, but it would be some good porridge. So yeah. I'm going to give this the good porridge award. The good porridge award. The 2021 better than a goodie award. I think good porridge award, you have to apply it to something that you would have rather than good porridge itself. You know what would be better though? Watching mm-hmm. this movie and eating good porridge at the same time. Well, obviously you don't have to, but if you had to pick one or the other to see this film or to have a good pol- good, good bowl porridge... And I mean, like, you only got to see this movie once, right? Yes, okay. You only got to see this movie once, or you could never see it again. Or you could have one bowl of good porridge. You could always have the porridge again. Yes. But you miss out on this one bowl of porridge if you watch this movie. You always go for the movie. I would would go for this movie over that one-time bowl of good porridge. Definitely. Yeah, but it's good porridge, that's the thing. It's really good porridge. It's not bad porridge. All right, well, there we go. The good porridge award. (laughs) 
Yeah. Excellent stuff. Uh, we are now on the add and remove segment. Got to choose mm. one thing to add, one thing to remove. Again, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, for some reason I thought the baby was magical uh, <laughs> in my memory of this movie. So no. I'm going to add Magic Baby. The uh. It's not out and out said that the baby has magical powers or the baby is some sort of messiah, but that's what I'm adding in, is that this what? baby is heavenly. People look at the baby and they're like, this baby's going to change the world. What? Magic Baby. What? Is it the Messiah? Yep. Is that what you're saying? Is later on, it's just like, oh, by the way, I was Jesus the whole <laughs> so, time? What I'm thinking is, like, for example, in the scene where John Goodman and his friend are in the car with the baby, realizing how much they like the baby, there's a scene where they're holding the baby and this yellow light comes from the... And they're looking... It's kind of like the scene where they open up the box at the end of Pulp Fiction. Except they're holding a baby and they're going, wow, this is something truly special. Yeah. And then I'm removing nothing. I would like to add uh, more story of the the two tattoos. Oh, yes. I would like I would like an explanation as to what. Because I feel like there was something originally there, but they had to cut it for the, the story or whatever. It just didn't, didn't work out. But I really liked that they had matching tattoos for some reason. Mm. And I'd like it just... Like, maybe a scene where, you know, it, it was, like, right at the start of the film. It's like, oh, I was always a troublesome child or something. It's like, you know. Yeah. I, I was a single child and my mum never seemed to be there for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Something about a traumatic upbringing. You know, and, you know, and just, just, like, hint that uh, he might have a long-lost brother that he doesn't know about. Yeah. That's what I would add. And that's the only thing I would add to this film because the rest was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing really to remove from this one. It's all so good. There's nothing that I think would be worth taking out. So I guess that means that we should move on to the checklist. We've got a list of tropes from the year 1987. Going to go through them, see how well they fit into uh, this movie. Number one is, of course, it's bad porridge. This movie is the Good Porridge Award, but also, I mean, mm. kids. That just makes bad porridge. That is true. That is. I uh, I disagree, actually. Kids make the best bad parts. You mash them up, get them all, put them in a blender, you know? No, this definitely is bad. Yeah, no, that's bad porridge. No. <laughs> There's no way you can convince me that that's good porridge. Even yeah, if you're no. saying kids cooking porridge isn't bad porridge. No, that's still bad porridge. I wouldn't trust a kid to cook porridge. So you're saying you give this bad porridge. Even though we gave it the good porridge award, we gotta yes. give it the bad porridge because it's no good porridge. It, it also gets bad porridge. It can own both, I feel. There's good and bad porridge. In yeah. Is there dumb characters? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the that's kind of the point of the two escape jailie guys is the entirety of their characters are dumb. Yeah. They go back to jail by going through the hole that they escaped from. <laughs> yes. A bad guy from foreign country. Yeah, I mean, the biker's... He's from hell. From hell. <laughs> so, you know, that's a foreign country. So absolutely, put that in there. All the good guys live. 100% they do. Good guy sacrifices yep. themselves. Not re- I don't think he gets that one. Yeah, no, no. It's interesting, because they does have a fight where... He- 
he he nearly gets got, but I don't think that was a sacrifice. You know? mm, yeah, there wasn't anything sacrificed at the end. There, it was just like a fight. A uh, female lead falls in love with male lead. Yes, they are already yes. married. A uh, female character is in distress slash has to be saved. No, this is probably no, the best. Not at all. I mean, it it was pretty good in Elm Street as well, but, like, finally, the horror and the Coen brothers are not writing your typical female characters who are only there to fall in love. Yeah, she's she's a badass this whole film. She's good. So it doesn't get that trope award, which is good. Which is a good one. Dead animals. Oh, you better believe there's dead animals (laughs) in this movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah! That, that, uh, That rabbit got grenaded. Yep. That rabbit is dead. Nated rabbit. I think he shoots a lizard off a rock at some point as well. Yep. Yep. Just shotguns a lizard. They're dead. They're not alive. Uh, is a ripoff of other famous movies. Uh, no. The movie no. itself isn't a ripoff, but they do parody prison break scenes with that's the John Goodman That's true, sequence. but that's one scene. I, I, I stayed. This movie is very original. Yes. So it's, it's hard for it to be ripping off anything. So I, I wouldn't get I don't think it gets one that one. It does get car breaks down slash car crashes, though. There are some crashed yes. cars. In yeah, this yeah, movie. yeah. One, one gets a grenade put in it, and yeah. I feel like that's that's not that's not going to help. Uh, slow motion? Can't remember. Is there any slow motion? I can't remember. I don't think there is. No. I don't think there's any slow motion in this movie. Well done. Good job. That's the problem with these tropes. They only apply to terrible movies, they and this are... movie was really good. <laughs> they only apply to blockbusters slash B-movies that want to be blockbusters. Correct. Blockbusters, boo! Indie movies, yeah! Noticeable green screen? Not at all. No, no green screen. And finally, song with the title of the movie in it? No. No. There we go. Wow. Very untrope like. Very untropey, this film. What, what did they have in it that we could add to this, though? Any 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 tropes you noticed in this movie? It was very untropey. It's so. very untropey. Well, there is the scene where Glenn, uh, the boss, says a bunch of dad jokes. And there are a lot of movies that do have jokes that are unfunny on purpose in them. Do you want to just do a general unfunny joke? No, no, no. Movies that are... No, jokes that are unfunny on purpose. But the oh. joke is that they're not funny jokes. Oh, yeah, that's bad. I hate that. Because there's a lot of that, actually. I'm thinking about it. Jokes for the purpose of being unfunny. Yes. Okay, I can see that. All right, I'll let you get away with that one. Unfunny jokes where the joke is that it's unfunny. How about you? Is there any other tropes? (laughs) No, this is a very untropey movie, as we said. It's a very good, well-constructed movie with uh, brimming with originality. Definitely. So I I can't fault it on anything. Uh, Apart from maybe Nick Cage himself, who's become the biggest trope of any movie he's in. Alright, speaking of originality, it's time for... Raving Reviews. That was a visual (laughs) lead-up. Yeah, that was a visual (laughs) lead-up. I thought you'd... No, no, no. I got a a good one for this one. Yeah, yeah, go for it. It's uh, Raving Reviews, brought to you by the BBC. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. Next up on BBC One is is QI, but first, Raven Reviews. <laughs> Raven Reviews. All right. So, this time we've we've gotten some uh, some Raven Reviews from the Wild Wild West. Cool, blimey. Cool, blimey. 
we have a couple of blighters here who think their uh, their opinion matters. Of course, uh, they're not critics because their their ones don't actually matter. Critics are right sods, aren't they? Ah, oh, right bunch of wankers. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, unlike these reviews, which are done done by solid individuals, as in people who are just random people on the internet. That's right. So we got some some rotten tomato things. All, all Sanjay has to do is guess the score. We'll just jump into it. Mike, he says, if I could only bring one comedy movie, movie with me to a desert island, this would be it. I just hope there would also be something to play it on and watch it. Ha, funny. Yeah. Now, um, this brings up a question I have. Yes. One, what type of... What type of question is if you could only bring one comedy movie to a desert island... Does that imply... Is this question implying that there's already there something to watch it? Because his joke is that he hopes that there is. But if there isn't, what is the point of bringing a single comedy movie? My next question would be, what what comedy movie would you bring, Sandro? I refuse to take part in what would you bring to a desert island. Because I think it's a silly scenario... Why is that a silly scenario? The only, because it's like, who would you bring to a desert island? If you bring one of your friends to a desert island, one of you's going to eat the other. Like, it's it's so, yeah. like, what sort of food would you bring to a desert island? You're going to starve eventually. What movie would mm-hmm. you bring to a desert island? You're stuck on a desert island. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I feel like, I feel like there's answers and you're just not seeing them. If you bring a food, you just bring one with seeds. So you can grow it more. That's not a dumb idea. But I don't enjoy those foods, so I wouldn't do that. Alternatively, the island does still have resources for you to live. Yeah, it depends which sort of island you're on. Yeah, yeah, Again, it's not specified in the question which island. So I'm presuming you can live on the island. It's just like, what would you like to bring to spice yeah. the food up a bit, you know? Well, that's the thing, is, like, when someone asks me that question, I'm picturing Pirates of the Caribbean, where is the rum gone that scene? Where it's just, like, an island right. with a palm tree in the middle, and that's it. But mm-hmm. if you're, like, picturing a tropical island where there's other people, and... I don't think there's other people. The okay. whole point is you're by yourself. But it's like a tropical island with creatures and okay. plants and edibles. Like, there's coconuts and stuff. We definitely like some edibles. So it's just like, what are you going to spice up your island uh, island stay with uh, when it comes to food, movies, books, yes, uh, uh, friends, you know. Which comedy? I would bring the movie Hunk. <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, I would bring the entirety of the Lord of the Rings. Of course you would. Of course you would. (laughs) And that counts as one movie because it's one continuous thing. It is one continuous. My go-to comedy movie for anything is Wet Hot American Summer because it's so it's so ridiculously funny. Mm. So just my, that one. My comedy movie would be the entire trilogy of the Star Wars franchise. They're pretty funny. Actually, sorry, that's not a comedy. That's a tragedy. Did them tish because they suck. No, um, they're good. Most of them are good. Well, the majority of them are good. I would say. Are they? The first three are great. Four, five, six. They're all great. They're classics. They're fantastic. They're, they're classics. They're great. You've got, I would argue, seven's pretty good. I like seven. I like eight a lot as well. I, uh, I, 
8 has that problem where I like it in one aspect. Like, half that film I love, and half that film I hate. Mm, okay. And is really bad. I think I hate maybe 20% of that movie, so not as much. Yeah, but I'm 50-50 on that. Yeah, you're 50. And that kind of ruins the movie for That's me. That's what I'm so. like with Revenge of the Sith. I'm 50-50 on that. I like a lot of it, but there's a lot of it that I'm like, this is atrocious. I dislike one. I can't... I cannot watch one to get to the Darth Maul scene anymore. It's so boring because I'm only there for the Darth Maul scene. So, and, and one one loses out, even though it has the best it has the best fight scene in the Star Wars history. Yeah, it's incredible. Episode two is so bad, it's good. Episode two is so bad, it's good. I love it. It's so yeah, yeah, terrible, yeah. <laughs> but it's very funny. Yes, but all the scenes with Obi-Wan are good. Yeah, of I course. Argue. Yeah, all the Kamino stuff is excellent. Obi-Wan carries that movie, um, and same with three. Mm, yeah, and episode nine Not, is... And nine, nine, nine is the biggest meme of all time. I don't hate nine while I'm watching it, but after... Mm. I'm like, wait, that was really bad. <laughs> yes. Like, while watching it, I'm like, this is fine. This is enjoyable. And then afterwards, my brain starts to work, and I'm like, nope, that was atrocious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, I, liked, I liked The Emperor and just how insanely over the top it yeah. was. I liked the line, somehow the Emperor's back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... Uh, it, it looks like they went online, saw all the theories, and was like, oh yeah, we'll pick the Emperor one. That's a way cooler story than what I was thinking of. Let's just do that. And the joke is, the original script that leaked online is way better than the movie ended up being. Yeah. So they probably shouldn't have changed it. Anyway, uh, Raven, what was the review again? This is a little bit of a tangent. What was the review? Mike says... If I could only bring one comedy movie <laughs> with me to a test island, this would be it. This would be it. I just hope there's also something to play Yay. on and watch it. 4.5 out of 5. 5 out of 5. Oh. You're wrong. Oh, Charlie says, this is literally the worst movie I've ever seen unless you're a stoner in college or watch this movie in college, you will hate this movie. You could say that about most of the Cullen Brothers movies. <laughs> this is literally the worst movie I've <laughs> ever seen unless you're a stoner in college or watch this movie in college, you Wait, will hate this movie. So you will say that, hang on, no, 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 I'm going to go deep into this review. This is the worst movie I have ever seen unless you are a stoner in college. So if you're a stoner in college, this person thinks this movie's good? The phrasing, I think this is the worst movie ever, unless uh-huh. you are a stoner in college. Uh, it could just be that they're, you know... I know what they're trying to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, I won. Actually, no, 0.5. It's a 0.5. Yeah, it's yeah. a 0.5. Very good, yeah, very yeah. good. You nearly made the same mistake again. I did. But you you changed. Aldir says MF 8.2 bracket Joel and Ethan colon bracket. So 8.24 out of 5? If that's out of 10, if the 8.2 is out of 10, then it's 4 out of 5. It is 4 out of 5, yes. It's 4 out of 5. There you go. Um, (laughs) Just uh, moving on. Chaz says quirky to a fault. And it was a fault. <laughs> Two? Ah, 2.5. 2. Okay. 2.5. There we go. Uh, then, we, then we had the E. The E? The E wow. says, very entertaining. Smiley face. <laughs> the best sort of review. I love that review. Yep. 
Very entertaining. Smiley face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go three point five. It's five out of five. Oh. Very entertaining. Smiley face. Very d- isn't strong enough of a word for me to really go five out of five for that. That's, that, that's interesting. Ah, oh, but the smiley face, Sandro. They mm. gave it a smiley face oh, emoji. Right. emoji. Come on. All right, that's the episode. Uh, we'll end it there. there Thank go. you for listening, as always. Fun episode, fun movie, good time. Fun episode, good movie. Check it out. Really do. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. We probably probably should have mentioned that at the start. Yeah. We should go, we put a disclaimer. We'll go, Oi, you, you blimey, you dum-dums, go, go watch this movie, you dummy. Yeah. It's a good movie. That's the episode, though. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Uh, number one way, way to help out with any podcast, really, is, uh, is word of mouth, is telling friends. If you can mm. somehow work a recommendation of this podcast into a regular conversation with your pals. Or irregular conversation. We don't mind. Other ways to help out is review the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. Uh, if you give us a review, we'll read it out. A little bit of a shout out. You can also email us, uh, Facebook page, Instagram, on every single podcast platform. Links in the episode description. Patreon uh, for two bonus episodes a month if you join the Dead Dad Club. Though that title might change bad porridge club we'll see it depends if people want it mm. and that's pretty much everything we've got to mention which i guess means i've got a decision ahead of me i'm i'm nicholas mm. cage i'm dreaming and i see in my dream what do you see in the future well you see multiple futures yes you see multiple futures and only you can decide which future becomes a reality this does sound like a nicholas cage movie uh we have burglar which is a very generic name Comedy where uh, Whoopi Goldberg Ooh. is being blackmailed into doing a jewelry store heist. Let me, let me hear Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. She, she's great. She's very funny. I love when she just has random cameos and things, and it's like, oh, I recognize you. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood Shuffle, mm. a satire about the racial stereotypes of African Americans in TV and film. Mm. Uh, we have Street Smart. Christopher Reeve is a journalist who creates a story about a pimp to save his job. The police think his story is about a real pimp that they are currently looking for and go to him for help. Ooh, those are some interesting options. Yeah, so we got a burglar, Mm. Whoopi Goldberg. Which could be funny. She's very funny. Um, it also could be generic and bad though. Kind of like that Richard Pryor film. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think her films, well, there's a certain amount of fame you get where your films can just be, they paid you for your name. Yeah. We got Hollywood shuffle. It's a satire about racial stereotypes. Sounds pretty good. Um, but it's by a very good, very good director. And then street smart. Oh, I love Christopher Reeve. Mm. And that's almost pushing it over the edge for me. But then also... The story doesn't sound too interesting, Yeah, Janice, he creates a story about a pimp to save his job, and the police think it's about a real pimp. Yeah, that they're looking... Yeah, so then he kind of gets involved in, like, a crime sort of thing. We've already done a bit of police stuff. We've done a lot of... Yeah, that's kind of... Could be something to compare to, though. You know what? Let's do Hollywood Shuffle. You're thinking Hollywood Shuffle. Let's go for that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Hollywood Shuffle... We'll check that out next week and wrap up this week's episode with the best quote from Raising Arizona. Well, kids, I like a box of chocolates. You never know how many you're going to get. Okay. <laughs> it's the best quote from the movie we just saw. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, I was going to go with the screaming, but I think we had added- 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Enough of that. So I'm just going to say, yeah. Now, if a frog had wings, it wouldn't bump its ass a hobbit. <laughs> 